Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Boys and girls, I need one thing from me before I go anywhere. I need your ears, okay? I need you to be able to listen to what we're talking about tonight, okay? So if you remember, the past two weeks, we've been talking about what? Worship, right? And the first week we talked about how we're designed to worship, and we all worship something, and almost everything we do is worship. And whether we know it or not, we're worshiping something, right? And last week, Sam talked about how there's all kinds of different things that we worship, but the only thing that was really deserving of our worship, the only thing that deserves our attention, is Jesus. And so tonight, we're going to get to look at who Jesus is, why he deserves our worship, and what that means for us. But in order to do that, I'm going to need some help. Owen, I need your help. Hold on. Disco Thunder, where are you? Come here. You were off your last time? Okay. Um, okay. All right. Okay. So what I need from you, I need you to stand right here, okay? I'll come back to you. Just stand here quietly and don't distract people either. I'm watching. Disco Thunder, come down here. So, tonight, we have some stations that we're going to talk about. Our first station here is we're going to talk about things in our life. So this is, can you hold this up for me, Disco Thunder, so everybody can see it? What is this? Hold on a second. You need a microphone. Is it? Sam, which one is it? This one here? All right. Hold on, Disco Thunder. Hold this, too. Can you hold both those? Maybe. Okay, don't drop that. I feel like you're scaring me. Okay, so this is a pillow, right? Yes. So this pillow represents our homes. So I have a question for you. Here, let me hold. Yeah. What does, what does home mean for you? Uh, what do you do when you're home? Watch TV. You watch TV. Hang out. Hang out. Just, just chillax, generally. Yeah. yeah. Who else is... Do you have other people in your home with you, or are you by yourself? Um, I have parents. You have parents. And a brother. And a brother. You sound like you love them a lot. I can tell. Awesome. So home looks like family and TV and relaxing, right? Awesome. Let's go to station number two. Disco Thunder, what is this? A backpack. This is a backpack. What is a... Uh, so this represents school, right? So what does school mean to you? What does school look like? What do you do there? 
I learn. You learn. What else? Um, I hang out with friends at school. You hang out with your friends. Do you like school? Yeah. Wow. All right. I was not expecting that answer. So school looks like learning and hanging out with friends. And what else? Anything else that school means to you? No. That's pretty much it. Awesome. Let's go to station number three. Station number three has multiple items. Firstly, it has a soccer ball, which is pretty cool. Secondly, it has a cell phone. Okay. So hold on to that for me, please. Don't drop that. I will not. So station number three is our free time. We have home, we have school, and then station number three is kind of everything else. It's what we do when we want to have fun. So what does station number three look like for you? What do you do in your free time? What do you do to hang out? Um, go to my neighbor's house. You go to your neighbor's house? What do you do there? Hang out. Hang out. Do you play sports? Yes. What sports do you play? Uh, I cheer. You cheer? I awesome. Gymnastics. Gymnastics, awesome. And I play basketball. And basketball, awesome. What else do you do? Do you play video games? No. You look like a big gamer. No. It can also be video games. Okay. What else? Is that it? Is that yeah. what your free time looks like to you? Great. Shelby, that was awesome. Good job. I will take this back, and I'll hold on to this. Don't let that fall. Nope. I just need you to hang out right there. I'll come back to you. So we've just looked a little bit at what our lives look like. We looked at our, our home, our school, and our free time, and what we do in those things, and what those things mean to us. Now, I want you to hold on to this very carefully. Yep. Now we get to take a look at what these things look like for Jesus. And we're going to look at his life. So over here, what do we have here? Shoes. Shoes. What are the name of these shoes? Sandals. Sandals. There it is. Can you hold those up so everybody can see them? Can you smell them? That's gross. Why did you smell them, man? Oh. Gross. That's so gross. I can't believe you smelled those. So, Sandals. Right? Yeah. So, these represent the home of Jesus. Do you guys know what the, do you know what the home of Jesus was? No. No. Well, it was a city called Nazareth. But before that, he had another home. Guess what it is? Uh, Heaven. Oh, yeah. God, Jesus, was in heaven. And he gave up heaven to come down here and become a person and live for us. There's, a, there's an awesome verse in Philippians. I think we can get that on the screen. Okay, right here. Paul says this in Philippians. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. So, what Paul says is that Jesus, who was God, and had all of heaven and everything under his control, gave all of that up to become a person and live on earth for us. And that's what Jesus' home looked like. 
Let's move over to station two. You can put the sandal down. That's probably kind of gross. Come on over to station two. What's on station two here? A rock and a cheeseburger bun. A rock and a cheeseburger bun. What's, so bread, right? A, a rock and bread. So we just talked about Shelby's school, right? We don't know a lot about Jesus' school. He went to school, believe it or not, but we don't know a lot about that from the Bible. But what we do know about is his work, right? His, what people call his ministry, where he traveled around, casting out demons, healing people, and teaching about the kingdom of God. Well, before he did that, you know what he did? No, actually, the opposite. Oddly enough, he was in the desert for 40 days fasting. That means not eating. He, he did not eat before his ministry. And during this 40 days that he spent not eating to try and focus on, on God and made sure he was ready to speak God's message to everybody, Satan came and he tempted him. And he said, I know who you are. You are the son of God. And if you wanted to, you could take this rock and make it into bread so you could eat it. But Jesus didn't fall for that, okay? He, I mean, he'd been fasting for 40 days. Because he's Jesus. He can do, he's God. He can do whatever he wants. Got to think about that, okay? So Satan told him he could do this, and Jesus knew that that was within his power. But he also knew that he was not eating so he could focus on God. And so he could be ready to speak God's message to everybody. Jesus gave up food. For 40 days, he sacrificed eating. That's crazy, right? Can you guys I'm probably pretty hungry at that point, right? Can you guys imagine not eating for 40 days? So he was skinny. He was probably skinny, yes. He gave up food to be ready to speak God's message. Come over, over to station number three. What is this? This is a tree. This represents the Garden of Gethsemane. What happened in the garden was Jesus prayed. He went there the night before he was going to be crucified. The night he was betrayed and handed over to the Romans, and the next day he was sent to his death for us. He went to the garden and he prayed. And we have this message in Matthew, if we can get that on the screen. This is what happened when Jesus went to the garden. It says, going a little further, he fell down with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus said, God, I, I don't want this to happen. If there's any other way for me to save humanity other than dying on the cross, please let that happen. I don't want to go through this. But what I want is not important. I want to do what you want. That's what Jesus prayed. And what God wanted was for Jesus to go to the cross, and so that is where he went. Jesus literally gave up his life for us. Everything that he did was sacrifice. So come back over this way. Let's go all the way back here to station one. Come on, Shelby. When we look at our homes compared to the home of Jesus, they look different, right? Right, guys? So if we are worshiping Jesus, if we're following him to become more like him, how does our home need to change? What do we need to sacrifice in order to be more like Jesus? Like the way 
Take away stuff Jesus didn't have? Yeah, like what do you mean? Uh, I don't know that you're trying to live in the first century, but that's not the point. The point is to act like Jesus, not to live in the same conditions he lived in. That would be crazy. So maybe it's things like doing what your parents asked the first time and not complaining about it. Do you guys have chores at home? Do you love doing your chores at home? No. No, right? But Jesus would want you to listen to his parents, because he listened to God, his father, right? So maybe you need to be able to do that and sacrifice your own time and do your chores like you're supposed to. So what about your school? If we're, our school is all about us, it shouldn't be, right? So what needs to change about our lives at school in order to help us be more like Jesus? Tell people about Jesus? Is that, is that difficult at school sometimes? Scary? Because you're afraid of what people might think about you, right? Yeah, maybe we need to stop thinking about or caring about what people think about us and not be afraid to tell people how much God loves them. Yeah, that's awesome. So, lastly, let's come back over here. This is our free time, our fun, right? What might we need to sacrifice here in order to make our lives more like Jesus? Shelby, what you got? Okay, so Shelby said, instead of spending all our time on sports and hanging out with friends and, and video games, maybe we should take some time to read the Bible and to pray and to get to know who Jesus is better. Yeah, that's fantastic. Make our fun time less about us and more about who Jesus is. That's awesome. Guys, thank you so much for your help. You guys have a seat. You're awesome. High five. All right, boys and girls. The point of everything that I just showed you is one thing. The life of Jesus was all about the things he gave up for God. Jesus wanted to follow God, and he gave up a lot to do that. And the place that led him was right here. When Jesus followed God's will, it led him to this cross. And I can guarantee you that if we follow Jesus' example, and we do things that he wants, not things that we want, it will lead us right here to this cross. And the world will look at us and say that we are crazy. And sometimes the things that Jesus will ask us to give up are really tough, just like this cross. But we know what comes after the cross. Because Jesus didn't stay dead. Three days later, he came back to life, and he had all of the power in the universe under his control, and he had gained salvation and life for everybody in all of history. Everything that Jesus gave up, from his birth to his death, was nothing compared to what he gained. And we know what comes after the cross. Everything that you might think you need to sacrifice for Jesus is nothing compared to what you will gain. And that is life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much 
for everything you have given up for us. You are so good and so merciful, and you gave up so very much because you loved us. Father, I ask that we might learn from you, that we could become more like you, and that we could learn it and not be afraid to sacrifice the things that we need to sacrifice in order to gain the life that you want to give us. Father, I ask that you give us the bravery to hold nothing back and to follow you with all of our hearts. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon.